0: Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions.
1: She is crying, the whispers spread around the room with nods and pointing. Soon others picked up prayer books and began to chant prayers. I wondered what sin I had committed with my tears, but somehow it seemed right to let them flow. The next day, as I visited Le again she beckoned for me to come close to her mat. She grasped my hand and held it tight with both of hers. I love you very much. You cried for me. I love you so much, she repeated several times. When Hope cried, it was beautiful, Lama's sister said. It wasn't sinful the way she cried. It wasn't loud like she was questioning Allah. Her crying was because of love. Hello, my name is Hope Kiwi, and my family and I were working with the Great River People Project, and the story I'm going to share is called Tears for Lama, And this story um, is just very meaningful to me personally. And I think in our project, it was really a crucial moment. So here goes. At first, Musa's family didn't like you one bit. When the chief and village leaders discussed whether you would be allowed to live in our village, Musa's family insisted you shouldn't be permitted. He said you would try to convert the whole village. Ha ha ha! Hamad's golden tooth sparkled and his eyes twinkled merrily as he told the story. Philip and I exchanged a quick glance. Little did he know. It was hard to imagine Musa's family not liking us. They had become like family. His wife was like a sister and his mother was like a mother to us. Not knowing of this early ill will, I had visited them almost daily. Musa's sister Lama, who lived with them, had late stage cancer and lots of time to talk. We spent much time connecting her with doctors and providing medical help. Day by day, our relationship with the family grew. Months passed, and Lama's health worsened. One day, when I went to visit Lama, a new light was shining in her eyes. They couldn't see any cancer on this scan, she exclaimed. Just the day before, I had taken Lama to a little nearby clinic. Lama had been unable to eat because of severe abdominal pain. While there, they had taken another scan of her cervix. And now Lama's face was wreathed in smiles, and so was mine. I'm still weak, but at least I can eat more. I will gain back my strength, soon I will be out in the fields harvesting rice, and I will visit you at your house. With all of my heart I wanted to believe it was true. Perhaps the Lord had chosen to heal her. We had fasted and prayed with tears for our dear sister. We often shared with her and her family that Jesus still has power to heal. We had asked on different occasions if we could pray with Lama, but the answer was always the same, maybe tomorrow. The next day, a friend mentioned to me that she had just come back from visiting Lama. She's doing better, isn't she? I questioned. No, she is sicker than ever. Her extended family are coming today. They think she won't live long. My heart sank as I made my way to Lama's house. Relatives were arriving from various villages, and concerned friends sat around talking and sipping tea. I found Lamas lying on a mat propped up on a pillow. Between moans, her breathing was labored. Pain was etched across her face. Her sisters sat around her, massaging her legs, shoulders, and arms, trying to bring relief. She is very sick, Mesa, her mother said with a sigh. I touched her gently. Is your heart sad, Mesa? I asked softly. Allah is good. He knows what is best. We can't complain, she replied. But behind Maysa's brave words, I could see deep disappointment and grief. It radiated from her glistening eyes and wrinkled brow. Grief overwhelmed me. I tried to hold back my tears, but I could not. I'm sorry, I sobbed. I have a sad heart. Maysa quickly tried to comfort me, telling me Allah was sovereign. I swallowed my sobs but silent tears still found their way down my cheeks. Maysa picked up her book of prayers from the Quran and began a sing-song chanting prayer. Lima reached out her hand for me. In a whisper she told me not to have a sad heart. Allah should not be questioned. She is crying, the whispers spread around the room with nods and pointing. Soon others picked up prayer books and began to chant prayers. I wondered what sin I had committed with my tears, but somehow it seemed right to let them flow. The next day, as I visited Lama, again she beckoned for me to come close to her mat. She grasped my hand and held it tight with both of hers. I love you very much. You cried for me. I love you so much," she repeated several times. When Hope cried, it was beautiful, Lamaz's sister said. It wasn't sinful the way she cried. It wasn't loud like she was questioning Allah. Her crying was because of love. Across the crowded room, I could hear a similar discussion amongst the men. They, with Philip, were all talking about my tears. Lama's condition quickly worsened. Around the clock, the house was crowded with friends and loved ones. All day and night, they took turns giving Lama constant care. Six or seven people took up posts massaging her neck, shoulders, arms, back legs and feet. Some stroked her hair, some wet her lips with water, and some fanned her. Many chanted prayers from their prayer books. I took my turn massaging and fanning, sending up my prayers with the others. I pled with God to work a miracle in front of all of these people. Imagine the impact! But if not, I prayed. Please, lay her to rest from her misery quickly. But the days dragged on. Six days later, Lima seemed to be in a particular agony. The words of comfort from her friends and family sounded so strange to me. They said, Be strong, Lima. Don't complain. Soon your sins will all be gone. Allah loves you. He's giving you this long pain and suffering to take away all of your sins. If at any time it seemed Lama was about on the verge of complaining, people would say, Quick, get the Koran and chant. Mesa explained that if they became afraid, Satan would come in. That is why they chanted the Koran. Mesa brought out a bottle and explained that it contained special water from the spring where Ishmael had been saved from dying of thirst. Carefully, she spooned tiny drops of it into Lama's mouth. I was there that last evening, sitting on the overcrowded floor around Lama's mat. Her breathing was labored. I stroked her hair as many other hands lovingly massaged and fanned her. A cacophony of chants swirled around her as people recited passages from the Quran. All were striving to buy just a bit more merit to credit to Lama's heavenly ledger. But still, the unanswered question hung agonizingly in the air. Would Lama's merit outweigh her sins? Tears burned my eyes. Why, Lord? Even now you could heal her. The next day, I watched the ladies prepare Lama's body for burial. How strange her face looked without the spark of life and love that had once been there. My tears were not the only ones that day. The saddest part of the funeral was the fear. Fear of hell and torture that might await their beloved daughter, sister, and mother. Fear of the unknown. Early that morning, a sad voice drifted up from the mosque next to our house. It was Lama's brother, Musa. It was an unusual prayer. I had never heard anyone praying anything but memorized Arabic words they did not understand. But loud and clear in his native tongue, Musa's petition arose. O oh Allah! She followed in all of your pathways. She had lots and lots of merit. Look at all of her merit, O oh Allah! She was a good woman. Now Lama is resting in her grave with her head pointed toward Mecca. this simply the end of another sad story? No. It is only the beginning of a very beautiful story that will end and they lived happily ever after. Amazing grace
0: How sweet the sound
1: That saved a
0: Thousands die each day without even hearing the name of Jesus. Many more are trying to earn their way to heaven through their merit or good deeds. They need to hear the good news that the price has already been paid for our salvation. For us, for all mankind, salvation is a free gift of God. One needs only to accept the gift. That's right, your sins, my sins, all sins have been forgiven. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Praise God His mercy is never ending toward us If you've not yet Taken the opportunity Or if you need a renewal of your commitment to God Why not ask Him today Now To forgive your sins and grant you the free gift of salvation And eternal life It's free Just accept it You know Others need to hear this same message, but they can't hear unless someone goes to tell them. Won't you consider being a missionary and taking the gospel to them? Please, for Jesus' sake, pick up the phone and call Adventist Frontier Missions at 1-800-937-4236. That's 800-937-4236.
1: The memory is still raw, but it is bittersweet. Musa's family became our closest and most loyal friends. They are now the biggest local support of the current missionary families. Best of all, the Holy Spirit is at work. Musa recently said that he loves Jesus, and the story will continue on.
0: If you cannot go to the mission field at this time in your life, you can support other missionaries such as the Kiwi family. Most cross-cultural missionaries live in foreign lands on the other side of the globe. So, through your donations, you will be helping to spread the gospel even while you're sleeping. Just point your browser to afmonline.org and select the missionary tab at the top of the page. That's afmonline.org. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.